All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 236. Bag Milk, Tyler, Rick, and Liam sitting in. Lots to discuss. Plenty to go over. Oilers just wrapped up their first road trip of the season. Perfect 3-0 record. You got to like that. Got to love that, in fact. But first, we got to start off with a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. New location opening in Calgary. Tyler and I saw it over the weekend. Looks good. Looks good. Looks sharp. Mm-hmm. The Clairview location is now reopened. And then the new West End location is open as well. As we do every week on the podcast, what is the Oodle Noodle delicious debate? It is centered around your boy. His jersey is hanging up in our studio. The Nuge. The big guy is smoking hot. Is he ever bagged milk? Uh, he is off to a flying start. Five goals, six assists, 11 points in nine games played. Today's Oodle Noodle delicious debate what will the Nuge finish the year with? What will be the final stat line for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? So do you got a stats up in front of you? Cause I'm just going off the dome mm-hmm. here. I believe I his career high is 25 goals. Is that right? And then yes. 69 points, it's nice. 69 points. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Nice. Of course. But I think also he's kind of putting the pill in the net right now. So, and the thing I wrote about at the site is that he's not scoring on all of his chances. It's not like just, it's not like a heater where everything goes in. No, he could have scored three against Calgary. He got well, robbed, hit a post. Yeah. I was going to say we had that perfect angle where he hit the bar. It was, yeah, we like, thought it went in. Markstrom did not have a line on that shot at all. No. So what am I going to say? I'm going to say, I don't know that he's going to go high too too much higher than his career high in goals. Mm-hmm. 25. But what I will say is he's going to hit 75 points. He's red hot right now. 
bound to cool off a little bit. It's kind of even out somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say 75 points for my boy. Liam? I was I was going to go with that exactly the same. Mm. So I will go with 76 Oh, you're doing prices right on this? This is the prices right. <laughs> Rick? He's just going to play He's just gonna play with the two big guns all season, it feels like. He's not going to be on his he's own. He's a winger right? now. Yeah, he's and a winger, and he's producing. If he's consistently putting out points right now, it's not like a hot streak and then a cold streak. I think he will finish above his career high at 69. You've got 75, you've got 76. So I'm just going to come in at a nice round 72. So we got 75 for me, 76 for Liam, 72 for Rick. Tyler Yamchuk. So you said how many goals though? 25. So you're saying 25 and 45 to get to 70 points? 75 points. Ah, so 25 and 50. 50. All right, Liam, you're going with what? I want to write 76. So you're going 25 and 51 or 26 and 50? What was the first option? 25 <laughs> and 51. And then what was the other one? 26 and 50. <laughs> There's mm. technically any option that just adds up to 75 I think you'll get 27 goals. Oh, now you're making me really do <laughs> So All right, let's work through it. That's, I that? think that's 48. No, what did I say? 76. Yeah. So therefore, oh, 40, if he has 27. 49. So yeah, it would have to be a nine in there. 49 assists. Uh, so like the how one. much talking you're doing there as you're letting the math try and roll in your head at the yeah. same time and just keep throwing out words right now as I'm trying to do the math in my head and I'm not really getting. That was nice. Well, Rick, the thing is to like- talk on a podcast. I can't just sit here and think in silence. (laughs) The thing I think about Nuge though is like if his five on five scoring comes back, which it kind of looks like it is a little bit, maybe 25 is light for him, especially if he's playing with Connor. Like that line is hot trouble right now. Nuge McDavid McDavid and Hyman. Come on. Like they're a real problem for other teams. Leon and Connor are not playing together at all. So like Rick said, if he's playing with one of those two, maybe he sails by it. What is it we said on the thing? A minute 49 is five Something on five. Like, that's what I saw a couple. For, yeah. It yeah, was under two minutes. David so. and Dreisaitl in five on five. Yeah, it's just under two minutes, which is kind of nutty. So yeah, Nuge is going to have to be big. So what was your answer, Rick? 27.45. 27.45. Rick said 27.45. And I am going to say... 27.50. I think the Nuge is going to get to 77 points this oh, year. Damn. He's going to be Whew. a winger in the top six, mm. and his spot on one of the best power plays in the league is cemented. Uh, the number I dug up yesterday in my article on OilersNation.com, which was titled Trick or Treat, very spooky, <laughs> uh, was he's generating, at the time of writing this article, 12.76 individual scoring chances per 60 at 5-on-5. Five five. That not only leads the Oilers... That puts him 14th in the entire NHL amongst players with at least 100 minutes. He's producing chances at a clip that few others around the entire league are producing. So I think there's a chance he keeps this up and there'll be a cold streak. Right now, he's on pace for 45 goals and 55 assists. Hell yeah. How do you define that he's the one producing the opportunity? Like he shoots the puck or he just misses the net in front of the net or hits so the So it's just his shots that are... Yeah, his oh, shots okay, and his chances. Um, his individual scoring chances. Yeah, I feel you. Um, he's on, so, so he's on pace for 90 points? He's on pace for 100 points. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> That'd be a nice little season. Okay, look, we have our predictions. I would win the prizes right. I would. Yeah. Yep. yep, no prizes for you though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, what do you guys think he's doing well though? Like, it's one thing to say he's on a hot start. Pucks are going in, but like, what is he doing well? He's shooting the puck more in my opinion. 
I think that's like I just outlined the individual scoring chances stat that I dug out there. But like, I mean, we're we're betters. We know that his shot prop's been hitting a lot recently. And I think he's just he's way more comfortable and way more effective as a complementary winger than he is as a third line center. It's because of the third line doing so well that he doesn't have to go down there and help them out at all. That it's allowing him to play on the second line and be more offensive than have to worry about his defense side of game to try and help the uh, the third line go. So it's that fact that those guys are playing so well in the third line. It's allowing him to just play up and and just use that that natural offense that he had when he got drafted. I actually think the third line on this team is playing a massive factor in everything. Yeah, they're, they're not getting scored on, which is huge, right? They're playing the they're giving the Oilers more options and allowing them to actually play those guys when they need to. And not that's why McDavid and Dreisaitl are only playing under two minutes together for five on five is because that third line is able to to produce. And I think that's a big thing for Nuge as well is he doesn't have to lead the line. Like he's, he's not responsible for everything like he would be as a third line center. Complimentary. Yeah. He's just able to play his game and, like, yes, he was a first overall pick, but that doesn't necessarily mean he, he needs to go out there and be the guy who's got 100 points. Like, that's what Dreisaitl and McDavid are there to do. News just needs to produce next to those guys, which so many other guys in the past have failed to do, and he's able to do it because he's a great yeah. hockey player. Jason Greger today at OilersNation.com wrote about Nuge in the Game Day blog at the GDB. He says, right, Nugent Hopkins already has 13 inner slot shots he had 23 in 63 games last year so like tyler said he's not only shooting more he's picking his spots when he's doing it he's taking four times as many inner slot shots thus far he's not only getting to the danger areas more but he's also hitting the net a whole lot more regularly last year 57.5 of his shot attempts hit the net this season still early he's at 71.7 shooting from a closer range increases the probability of hitting the net and obviously scoring more right now he's doing both when asked about his early season success, Nuge gave himself a little bit of credit. I think going to back to the playoffs, I wanted to focus more on bearing down around the net and putting myself in those situations where I get good looks and opportunities. It's something I've definitely focused on a little bit more, and I think you're probably kind of seeing it. He's getting some greasy ones, right and close. Yeah, but again, like that's a good spot. You're right. Like in last year, it feels like most of his goals would be when he gets the perfect chance in like the middle of the slot to fire a wrist shot home. Yep. And now he's going to the net, like you said, getting a little greasy sometimes even. I think that's a big part of it. If you're listening to this right now, hit us up on Radio Podcast. I want to know where you think my boy is going to finish up. Your Tyler's going to put out a graphic. You'll see all of our answers again. Mm-hmm. Where do you slide in there? Hit us up, ON Radio Podcast. No, next up, I want to talk a little bit about October. Do we remember what our predictions were for October? Because I don't. But they yeah. finished at six and three. I remember we did the five game thing. Yeah, we did the five game thing. And they, lot, they blew the next, us all out of the water. I said eight points. I said seven points, and yeah. they did it. Yeah, because we both said at least three, uh, four wins. Yeah, I three yeah, four, it was four wins, wins and, and I was thinking loss. maybe if you could sneak out an uh, OTL yeah. or something like that, you'd be laughing. But well, let's kind of walk through October a little bit, like up and down start, a little bit sloppy, a little bit greasy, not exactly surprising. But as the month went on, the Oilers kind of started to look more like the Edmonton Oilers. Tyler, what do you think about how October started versus how it ended? Yeah, honestly, as a whole, I think you got to be kind of thrilled with the month. Like you look around the league and there's very few teams who are sitting there at October and being like, oh, nothing to complain about from month one. It's basically like the Golden Knights and the Bruins and that and the devil. No, not even the devils because they started like shit. Um, So, yeah, I think when you look back on it, you know, they learned some lessons and I think that's important. There were some speed bumps, but nothing that was like overly concerning with the team. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Liam, what do you think? How it started versus how it ended? 
Um, I think that what was going wrong was kind of expected to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the defense was the issue coming into the season and it just continued to be the issue. Luckily, the offense has just been able to kind of overrule it a little bit more and it's helped the team win games. And I guess that's kind of concerning, but we also, like I said, we knew that was going to happen anyway, so it's not overly concerning, I suppose. That makes no sense, but um, I'm glad to see they're actually... Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see they're playing Nimalainen more. Like, they're, they're doing the 12 and 6 now. I think that's just a better way to approach things at the moment rather than just, you got to get some familiarity in your lines and your deep pairings, and I think that'll help them. And now they're on a four-game streak doing that. So, yeah, I think everything's been... Expected, I guess, is a better way to put it. Rick, what do you see as the month more? It kind of understood that it was going to be a bit of a slower start with the way they finished last season. Um, I think a lot of times you see teams come into the finals and the conference finals and not exactly come out uh, tearing it up out of the gates right off the top of the season. But I think they fixed fixed it pretty quickly. Uh, sometimes I thought maybe it was the team defense that was not just the defensemen themselves, but I just didn't think that the team was playing all that well at the very beginning. Um, defensively, I think they've just kind of shored that up. Mm-hmm. And the offense on this team is undeniable, right? So it's uh, it's been dragging along. And if they can sit there and, and really lock other teams out, they're going to be really, really dangerous. Tyler? I like the points about Nima Linen. Um, I think that's something that they learned early on. Is like, hey, we should be giving this guy a bit more of an opportunity. Other than that, like... How about, how about the line earning, changes? He's earning yeah, it he's too, earning, right? Yeah, like he's, not, he's not doing anything out there where you're like, okay, we have to put him out there again. It's just like, wow, no, just keep going, man. You're, you're doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about the line combo changes that Woodcroft did? When was that against... Pittsburgh or the game before? It would but, have been Pittsburgh when McDavid yeah. got But they switched hurt. things up. Yeah, it was right oh, when yeah. he got hurt. the second period when they had like 28 shots or whatever. Yeah. Crazy it was, right? 26. Since they've changed the lines, the Oilers have kind of gelled a little bit. You know, the f- top six, deadly. Third line, as we've said a couple of times, looking really, really nice. I bitched about this a lot early in the season when they were coming back in all those games because they would just throw McDavid and Drysdale together. And I said, hey, if that's going to be your duo and you think your best chance to outscore the opposition is with McDavid and Drysdale together, run it from the start of the game. It was driving me nuts that they would practice for three days with these with certain line combinations, then go down two nothing and be like, well, fuck. Here you go. Better roll out McDavid and Drysdale together again. And now, like that stat, McDavid and Drysdale have only been on the ice together for a buck fifty in this four-game winning streak. To me, shows that maybe Woodcroft's out there and was like, "Hey, I got to give these guys like some time to gel because since that moment, since the McDavid, since McDavid left that game, went down the tunnel, and they found this current combination, Woodcroft's let them go. And I would argue that in every game since then, they've looked better and better and better and better. But I think it's the guys with the skates on their feet that are actually looking better out there. So I think that's what's given Woodcroft the confidence to let them keep rolling because there was chicken in the egg to an extent. Yeah, exactly right. right? But it looks like they they woke up after the Connor injury. They yeah. came out in that power play and they scored when they looked like they were playing a little more on their toes rather than flat-footed. And I think ever since then, they've been, obviously, they're, they're unstoppable right now. You could say they've been delivering. Delivering. Like what you'd get from our friends at DoorDash, yes? <laughs> Liam? Ding dong. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nailed it. Tyler, what are you celebrating over there? Something foosball-related, I imagine. Yeah, it's, it's NFL football trade deadline-related. Mm-hmm. Did Jared Goff get traded? No. Uh, my Bills just picked up Naheem Hines. Is that a good trade? He's we'll so overrated. Oh, fuck off. Sorry, Tyler. Did <laughs> you actually, quickly on that, I saw a thing today, uh, like a, a trajectory of, uh, what's his name again? Najee Hines? Naheem. Harris. Naheem. 
Najee uh, Harris, you're thinking of? Wait, who did you get? Naheem Hines. Oh, well, I'm thinking of Harris. So I'll just talk about him quickly. <laughs> he had the same <laughs> same trajectory as Trent Richardson. Trent really? Reznor from Nine Inch Nails? Oh, it's close. Mm. Former <laughs> got you in Rough Rider, Trent Richardson. Mm. Yeah. So you got Naheem Hines. Yeah. That's oh, very exciting. actually pretty good. My dad has him in fantasy. I don't know if loves you really him. Good for your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's tremendous. I'm okay with cookies are number two. Cookies look yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't hate cook. Anyways, we're getting off topic. A little bit um, off topic. Since we were talking about October. Yeah. Yesterday, Halloween. How can we not talk a little uh, little costumes? You know, I always love when the others do their costume party. You knew after the win in in Calgary on Saturday, they had two days off. You knew they were going to get after it. Well, they were coming back Saturday night. Did they go out Saturday night? Allegedly? No, because I think they're no, no. They, uh, no, but they had their party on 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 Sunday night, right? And then hit the ice again. I did go out on Saturday night, and we'll get there in a second. It was a late one in Calgary <laughs> for Tyler and myself. But back to the Halloween costumes. There's a couple that I just want to mention really quickly because they were hilarious. Uh, one, Pam and Tommy, Zach Hyman's very funny to me. For the record, there were a ton of Pam and Tommy's out there this year. Was there? It was absolutely nuts. And obviously, I have I see a lot just working the bar and whatever. But no, there were a ton. Like I, I did Must either one of them do something series or something. There was a docu series. There was a documentary. Yeah, I think. Yeah, on um, with the guy from the thing. Yeah, the guy from the thing. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Basalion. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's our dog. Great another go, another one I want to mention, Cody Cece, hilarious. Dressed as Miley Cyrus. His <laughs> missus was dressed as the wrecking ball. That's great. I loved it. I loved it. Obviously, you got to talk about uh, our boy, Connor McDavid, going as Tony Montana. Classic. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> love that. I love seeing Ryan McLeod. Uh, who else is it we got in here? We got Warren Fogel oh, and oh, dad and dressed up as the six pack of Coronas <laughs> with their ladies. And then obviously winner of the internet. Well, Disco Stew also pretty good, but obviously the winner of the internet. Yes, a pulley RV with the girl from <laughs> Finding Nemo and yeah. his missus was the fish. Like I like looking at this guy anytime, but when he's dressed up ridiculously like this, he fucking nails it. So I love it. What do you guys think about players? Pulley Arby's was obviously the one that's going to get the most attention just because he played it like his big ass <laughs> goofy smile with the headgear, like so, so good. Uh, Disco Stew, I thought was really good just from like personal vibe and the costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those two stood out to me. Yeah. His was almost too easy though. His, uh, he has like a built in one. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Great mustache on the guy. Happy mm-hmm. birthday to Stuart Skinner. Yeah. Yes. Good luck in your start off. They benched him. Never mind. He's not starting hey, tonight. Hey, birthday. He's going to go for a big dinner now. He can relax. Maybe a little toot skis on the, the bench. Probably wasn't enough Farting seats up a storm. for his entire family to come. Doesn't he have like 11 brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, they have a large, large family. Big family. Thankfully, they live here anyway. They'll, they'll just catch the next one. Yeah, come whenever. We'll get to that in a second when we get to the Predators preview. Um, on Saturday, I just want to mention this. Tyler, Jay, Dan, and I r- rolled down to Calgary. We did something we had never done before at Greta down there where the fine folks at ATB Financial hooked us up with 20 tickets to give away. So we had never done it before. We wanted to know how it was going to go, but ultimately weren't sure whether six people were going to show up or whether 50 people were going to show up, had no idea. So we had kind of been teasing and leaking the location of, where's Tyler going? I need you for this story. I need Tyler for this story, but he's just (laughs) left the room. He doesn't care. So we go down to Calgary. And by the way, I drove down the Alfa Romeo. Very lovely. Does Self-driving a, car. Little scary. I was going to say, does it have voice command? It does have voice command. Can you set 
I, I hope you know where I'm going with this. Does it? Can you set who talks to you? I don't know, actually. I wonder if you can get Valtteri Bottas. That's a great question yeah, because something to think. About. I would be passing somebody on the highway, and then I would just be like, "Time to Bottas," and I would just be <laughs> flying through. He's my teammate. Anyway, shout out to Valtteri. But I don't know. That's a good question. It's a very lovely uh, English lady that gives me directions. Well, you know, you know, what I have directions I, for. Well, I was just playing. Oh, <laughs> mostly just playing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have something else you want to say? Um, What's going on over there with you? I just, I, I don't know. There's a lot. Right there's now. lights. Tyler's, I, I, you know, I, I know dying. exactly I he's what he's doing. He's trying to keep up with the NFL trade deadline he's right now. He's plugging in his laptop. I've I'm, seen this from the start and I didn't get a chance to say anything, but his laptop is almost dead. I can see it right in front of me. I'm just vamping so Tyler can join in on the story when we go down to Calgary. So anyway, <clears throat> we get there. Tyler had already gone the night before because he went to the Arkells concert. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> You're too late. Hey now. Oh, I need to give a shout out. Uh, Rusty is the guitar tech for Arkells, and he's a big listener of our pod. So shout out to Rusty. We are the best, Rusty. Uh, He's got a cool Scorpion jersey, custom Scorpion jersey he sent me. Did you you see what they did in Edmonton? Yeah, they sang La Bamba. Yeah, yeah. That That was amazing. That was was so cool. cool. That was really amazing. So we get down to Calgary. Tyler's already down there. We go do a show at the Flames Nation office. We broke in. We stole all their beer. Now, I saw you on the computer there, Tyler. Did you, like, set their screensavers to some sort of Euler stuff? I should have. You yeah, changed passwords. Like, we should have done, done a lot that. of damage in there. I feel like you uh, missed an opportunity. You think I didn't step up enough for the company? That was my first time live producing, Tyler. I think I did great. Yeah, so because <laughs> I had to be in front of the camera, BM behind it, we kind of sat like we are right now with him off camera, but he had to push all the buttons and, like, hit start stream and, like, transition <laughs> scenes. It was, uh, it was quite the... There was only one minor hiccup. Which was? I went to transition to bring Boomer in from Flames Nation into the show live. Tyler set it up. I just didn't click down on the transition list, so I brought the intro back in really quickly, and I was like, whoa, and I popped it back out. I mean, a handful of people noticed. it quickly on the fly. It was impressive. That's how um, do it. The Greta experience, though, I know you are talking about that while I left the room in the middle That's of the show. That's what I want to talk about. So um, It was insane. Like, we had the people who ran up to us on the street, and like... Well, back up a sec. Okay. We had 20 tickets, again... No idea how many people were going to show up. So we head down to Calgary. We had been teasing. Uh, Bless Nation Dan didn't want us to tease as much as we did, but nah, you know how it goes. <laughs> we start walking towards Greta at five o'clock. And as we're walking towards the bar, there's probably what, Tyler, eight guys that ran up and said, are you guys from Oilers Nation? I want the tickets. And we're like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> it's like 20 to five. Like what's going on? And they're like, oh, thank, so thankful we got into these tickets. There's about 70 people in the bar when you go in there. We're like, what? Uh-oh. So when we open the door to go into Greta, we just look around and there's Oilers fans literally everywhere waiting for this first come first serve contest that we announced that was supposed to happen at five o'clock. I don't know that I've ever had an instance where I was looking around the bar. I'm like, they're just kind of following Dan and Tyler around. And like, they're just like, Hey, when's five o'clock coming? So we pivoted like to they're having- gonna just start dropping the tickets on the floor and they want to be there to grab. <laughs> yeah. Them. We're going to have to do like, a scramble. Kind of like looking like inch a little closer and then you make eye contact zone and they'll take like a step closer. <laughs> you're like, What's going on right now? So we ended up pivoting and doing a draw instead, which was the most fair way to give away the 10 sec. 10 pairs is what we ended up doing. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that came down there because everybody was incredibly patient with us, despite us saying it was going to be first come first serve. (laughs) I think everyone just realized like, Oh, there was no way to tell 
who was who first, was yeah. first coming who because at greta first. they told us people were starting to show up at like two three o'clock in the afternoon like as the bar was opening people were like all right i'm here for the tickets and they were like what yeah, like, wait, what are you talking about so, i told my girlfriend's sister who lives in calgary to go i was like yeah if you want to go to the game you should go try to get these tickets did she go Oh yeah, they went and they were like, yeah, there is no chance we are getting these tickets because they're like, it was so busy. You could barely even find a seat to sit at. Never mind, get somewhere to Who needs find to the sit? ticket. So. so shout out to the staff at Greta too, because we packed that place way earlier than they were used to. Yeah. And they did a phenomenal job of making sure everybody had a drink or had something or was acknowledged. The manager came out and gave out some free, um, free gameplay cards. Yep. So really an amazing experience we learned from it we're going to upgrade how we do it next time but ultimately tyler what did you think like when as we're leaving probably about quarter after seven to go to the saddle dome the place was just rammed with oil i think what we got to do next time my idea would be uh we need to be like hey we're throwing a watch party yeah and we got like 20 tickets yeah come for the game you may win tickets to go yeah so we did go to the game First, I'll give a shout out to my friends at Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. Get yourself insured. All the products you need, citizens of the nation, they get a little discount, cornerstoneins.ca. So we go to the game, wandering into the Crumble Dome. And (laughs) the thing that's wild about that is it's annoying. And maybe it's just because the arena is so old. And once they get a new arena down the line, it'll change. But what they give to their customers at the Saddle Dome relative to what we get here, which is nothing, was pretty mind blowing. Like they had free beer samples on the concourse. They had coupons. Like we went and got free burgers. Yeah. Like with our tickets in the press level, you got a coupon for a free pop, free burger, free popcorn and a free ice cream. All four of those. Wow. Four are, items. Are, are they having trouble selling tickets? Like what's uh, what the point behind this? Are those hot dogs going bad or something? I don't know, but like it was all good. Everything worked out. I had a cheat. I had a burger. It was fine. Oh, you know, I want a burger now I'm hungry. But like they were also giving out free beer. They're like, hey, do you want a sample of this beer? I'm like, yeah. Especially for a game like that. Like, yeah, you don't to, need to give oh, out yeah. free beer to the ballot. Must be must be something behind that. So I'd love to know what's behind that, but I just it was one of those ones where we were all kind of blown away by what you get going into the saddle dome and they actually care about the people that and are the only trade-off that. is you might fall down the stairs and die and there's probably a pipe blocking your view of some area of the ice <laughs> there's a risk to everything tyler yeah. <laughs> yes tyler and i were also asked to watch our language despite the fact that we were just by ourselves talking to each other me and him are like shoulder to shoulder just looking at the arena we haven't even gotten to our seats yet and a security guard came up to us and was like hey guys i'm just gonna tell you i need to watch language all right uh you could be thrown out for profanity even as a Pre- was this preemptive or did they I, hear you say something? Or? I don't know. I don't even remember either of us cursing because I was laughing because I took a photo from a corner in the ice where you can't see. There's no seats there, mind you, but you can't see anything from that con- corner of the concourse. <laughs> there's just a big fucking pipe of some kind and it just made me laugh. So <laughs> me and Tyler were making fun of the saddle dope. So this guy know. took offense to it. I guess. Yeah. You know that was your language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't point out Don't issues with the architecture. I have Don't a question about the saddle dome. So I've never been. I've oh, been well, thankfully. What an experience though. Um, is there a glass roof? What? Because sometimes when you look at it on the thing, it looks like there's windows at the top of the saddle dome. No? No. 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 no it's like. That would be pretty. I mean, there are windows all in the Maybe those are holes. I was going to say, there may be holes in the ceiling. I was going to say, I think by windows, you mean asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, in my opinion. But like, no, it's like, it's kind of a. Uh, 
padded room kind of wall is oh. what the roof feels like. I've been high enough to touch it, so it's kind of bouncy. Interesting. Okay. But Terrifying. the thing that's wild about the Saddle Dome is everybody goes in main concourse and they're like, okay, my seats are in the press level. I wonder how I get there. So you look and then you see the climb you have to do to get up there. Yeah, it's, it's, t- it's, it's a climb. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. They have to usually stop like <laughs> each level, stop, have a beer, maybe just get, get your breath yeah. back. You have to get there an hour before punk breath just to get to the seats. Oh yeah, the yeah, Sherpa gets much. you up there. Yep, Sherpa gets you up there. We lost a few good men up there, you know? It's understandable. It happens every year. It happens. Tyler, any final thoughts from the weekend in Calgary? First of all, we rarely see the Oilers win at the Saddle Dome. That was awesome. Yeah. So that was great. Oh, like a real win too, because I think a we were there for win. one. We like were there for the that year. Oh, we were there for the one when the thing happened. Yeah, and then because it was also the fifty, it was also fifty goals yes. for him. And it should have been fifty-one and tied uh, yes. Ovechkin for the, but he knocked down the high stick and kept mm-hmm. it on the net. Mm-hmm. Tyler, any final thoughts on? It the was so trip? great. Just we saw so many nation fans there. Like it's just crazy when you sit up there and like you'll go get a beer and like five people are like oh my god I love Oilers Nation or like there was one guy behind us in the line when we were getting burgers whose girlfriend was or girlfriend or wife whatever it was his his significant other was like so and so like loves all of your stuff and he was like scared to say something and like I love meeting all the nation people in public like it's just so cool to see how many people like listen to the pod and read the articles and do all that and travel down to Calgary to to see the Oilers play so Oilers Nation travels so well and that's just always so impressive one of my favorite things about going incognito at well everything (laughs) is watching people swarm tyler and jay and i'm just like well i'm getting out of here i'm going (laughs) to line something else and then later on in the night my favorite thing was we were at singapore sam's close the night down what a place it's it was a vibe Mm -hmm. we are getting ready to leave it's probably two ish roughly and two guys come up to the table and they want to talk to Tyler and Jay about Evan Bouchard and the power play. (laughs) So they're having an in-depth conversation. I'm literally on the other side of the table with Tyler's girlfriend, Amber. And I was like, watch this, Amber. They have no idea who I am. So I'm just gonna sit here and dance. And I was just sitting there dancing eating some horrible Chinese food, which was great in the moment. Um, And I just love it. So it's a spot, man. Do they still have the rule where you have to buy something if you want to be there and dance? Uh, I would imagine that's a good, pretty good rule. I would say. Well, I just remember one time I went and it was just. Why weren't all you these... buying anything? What were you doing there? Because I'm there to dance. I'm not there, <laughs> <laughs> not there for the food. I've been, I've <laughs> ate what I needed to eat, and I get. And there was a rule, and this was only like the second or third time I've been there, and you had to buy something that was ten bucks. And the wonton soup was the only thing that was ten bucks. So me and all my buddies just bought all these wonton soups and just left them on the table and <laughs> nobody touched them. And I just always wonder, I was like, man, they must waste a lot of wonton soup at this place. Well, I will say that Jay did get a wonton soup and the broth just looked like tap water. <laughs> so maybe it is. So, you know, but again, sometimes you're just there to dance. You want to yeah, have a little boogie. Yeah. Or talk about Evan Bouchard and the power play with Tyler and Jay. Whatever you're up to at that time. And I respect it. I respect it. So point of the story is, what an amazing weekend in Calgary. Thank you to everybody that came out to Greta to see us. Thank you to everybody that made the night a whole lot of fun. Those that did win the tickets and uh, shout out to the flames fan that took a little tumble down the stairs was celebrating. <laughs> We've seen Coombsy do it. Coombsy hit. happens to the best of us. Yeah, I've almost done it before too. Like it, it's steep dude. Yeah. Like I was get up to the press level and that is, yeah, it is terrifying. I'm happy because we were row one in the press level. So like you had <laughs> yeah. to look around the railing cause it blocked parts of the ice. But like, at least I knew I wasn't going to fall row one. Wow. Yeah. But it was actually row five. Yeah. That your Wait, ticket what? says row five, but there was no one in front of you. Yeah. So math hard in Calgary. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 
Uh, tonight, the Edmonton Oilers are going up against the Nashville Predators for the first time this season. I was kind of want to do a quick preview of what you... Enough for you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the first time since we uh, we were there for the uh, yep. the win on, on the road there last year? It was. So just kind of what do you expect from the... I guess, Tyler, I'll start with you guys because you and Liam did Oilers Nation every day today. What are you expecting from a matchup against the Predators? Expecting Leon Dreisaitl to just absolutely shit on them. He just steals their lunch money every, every game, single time. Every game. In his last six games against the Predators, he has 13 goals and three assists, <laughs> three game winners, and he's averaging over four shots on net per game. He can just you Can you change his Wikipedia? Mayor or maybe, yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe uh, do Nashville's Wikipedia, please. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, looking kills at them. In nine games played so far, Nashville 3-5-1. and one. Uh, they lost their last one. Liam, what are you expecting against the Preds? I'm expecting the Oilers to probably make it five. Like, don't they only have one win in North America? Those other two wins came in San, San Jose in Europe, right? They beat San Jose back-to-back in Europe, correct? Yeah, so they've only won one game since being back on home soil, I guess. and Jet-lagged. Yeah, they just, I don't know what it is about them. Like, Nashville's kind of... They have a lot of talent, like especially on the blue line with Yossi and Ekholm, but Saros is obviously good. But the Oilers should win this game rather comfortably, I guess. Maybe yeah. they're overconfident, but we sh- this should be a game the Oilers shouldn't have an issue with. And I think it's a big one for Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell needs to have a big game. I said on the every Oilers Nation every day, like my key to the game would be Jack Campbell to have a big one. I don't think the Oilers need to rely on him to win, but I think it's just important that he finally like starts getting... A bit of a rhythm here, and like a one to two goal type of game. Yeah, three, four, five. Exactly, and then we don't have to sit here on Friday being like, "Well, this one wasn't his fault. This one wasn't his fault." It's like, eventually, it gets to the point where it's okay. This guy's just allowing three goals every single. To that point, though, it's like, and I agree. Not many of them have actually been his fault. Well, it's funny though because we're getting the same goal ending that we did last year with Smith. I just don't get it. Like, I don't know how Stuart Skinner can come in here and be so strong with... Because he's that good of a goaltender. But he's only played, like, 40 games in the NHL. But but that's another point. It doesn't matter. I agree. Like, but... Why can't Jack Campbell come in here and just kind of do the same? 
It's funny though. I mean, you, know? you, you look at Smith last year, and I think his his save percentage was in the top ten. Yeah, but there were so many true. games where we went there, and I sat here and I said, "Okay, like, yeah, we won six four, but there weren't any goals that you're like, oh, he's got to stop those." Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're like, "Man, I wish they only got scored three. Yeah, and doing that, the exact same thing with Campbell right that's now. A, I think that's kind of my thing. Is uh, I just wish he was just a little bit better, but he's been good. But it's the, it's the guys <laughs> in front of him. So when he when he like drops a rebound, you got to clear that out. Yeah, that's breakaways one thing. can't happen. The odd man rushes can't happen. Yeah. Like yeah, that's one thing I wanted to know. And Tyler, this is a question for you: Are you able to find out the high chances against on Campbell compared to Skinner? I don't know if that's even possible. I don't. I don't know yeah, I any so. of this stuff. You see, while you search that, there, I'm going to just say, you know what? I think it comes down tonight is that the Oilers will determine what type of game it is. Mm-hmm. Whether they come out, if they come out and play like we know they can, if they come out and keep playing like they have in the last four, then it shouldn't be an issue. If they come out and play lesser or or you know less than what what they can, then there's an hmm. opportunity for Nashville to stay in it. It's actually really interesting. High danger shots against per sixty at five on five. for Campbell, 8.07 for Skinner. So Skinner's (laughs) facing per game or at five on five, almost well, two and a bit more per. That's crazy. Except it's actually, this is worth interesting too. If you're just going to look at their save percentages and compare them, uh, all strengths. So this would include the PK and shorthanded opportunities against Skinner is 8.47 high danger shots against per 60 and Campbell is 7.39. So the gap is closer when you consider PK, but still Mm. it favors Skinner. He's had faced tougher shots. Is it too, is it too early right now to uh, start talking about Skinner and, uh, and a certain award for young players? Oh yeah, yeah, I think way so. too early. I think it's early, but 100%. did you? Did anyone here read Frank Saravalli's 2024 World Cup roster projection for Canada? Was he the one? Skinner was on the team, <clears throat> number three, and third goalie behind Jari That's and Hart. So funny, isn't it? He was in the ECHL like two years ago, yeah. three years ago. That's how goalies go, right? Like you just mm-hmm. never know when they're gonna arrive, and like there is a chance Skinner just arrives. He I, looked good last year in the in preseason, man. It's amazing too. He's only today he turns 24. It's funny because I don't think we have a, it's not, this isn't an issue, I don't think, but it's just, how is Campbell going to respond to this? I I guess is the big question for me is like, you came in here and this was your job to be the starter. And what are we now? Eight, nine games into the season. And you've kind of not obviously not lost it because he's playing no, tonight. Call him, we'll call him even right now. He, I don't even know if it's even. Well, right I, now. The, I think the, like, team, I, the team looks I, at sure, it as like an even. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. But like statistically, like like we just said, Dan, like Skinner's winning them more games by, by being the better goalie. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think this is a big issue for the team as long as one. No, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's a really I good thing. And as long as one goalie is doing great, then we're fine. But we have two goalies playing. Well, well, yeah. yeah. I think we've got a very good problem in net. This is, yeah. this is what we're talking thing. about. We wanted this. We've never had it, really. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Soup getting the start on Skinner's birthday? I think it's fine. I think it's just kind of they're kind of rolling with it. It's. I, I think. I don't think it's fine. I think I it's think fine because Skinner's going to go over a nice meal, maybe with the family, <laughs> a couple of glasses of red wine. It's too early to be eaten at. 545. Can you imagine he's just on the bench? He's like crushing a beer. Like the plan was like, hey man, night off for your birthday. He's got like a fucking Bud Light in his glove and he's like, just just crushing. I like it. You think it's a problem though? I think it's a weird one. It's like the the Holloway thing, which we'll get to as well. Like, I just think Skinner's earned the spot tonight. Like Tyler's been talking about it on Oilers Nation every day too. It's like he 
he was so good against Calgary. Like that was a tight game, and Skinner won that game. Yep. And he why why wouldn't he get into the start tonight? Like, Who do we why, play on Thursday? Dallas. Like I just this thing is weird. Like just roll with the guy. Like if Jack Campbell won that game on Saturday, I guarantee he would get the start today. I just think it's important to reward players when they earn it. And it's it's the fact. Like Skinner, but, if, but they're Skinner's gonna want to they're gonna want to keep these two goaltenders as even in games played as possible. That's what I that'll think. Make too, us, like, that'll make us the best possible possibility going into the playoffs. Sure, I just I don't think, think you wanna have sorry, Liam, I just don't think that you wanna have Campbell like feeling bad about himself in, in his first year here just because maybe the start didn't go as well as he wants. So you give him some extra chances. He's your guy. And it's still You're so early. Guys are guy. still trying to get going here. And it's new team, the Devils new on Thursday and Dallas oh, on Saturday. Okay, okay. But I just, I don't know. I just think that's weird. Like, I guess maybe, maybe they do see Skinner as a star and like, okay, we have a tougher matchup on Thursday. And, and the next, and play. next week we have a bit of a, a bit of a week next week. Because we're yeah, next week's cut. The, the gauntlet, right? Yeah, it's Wash Tampa. <laughs> Some better teams. Some better teams. Yeah. So both guys are going to get their starts over the next Mm -hmm. 10 days. We'll see what happens. I just think if I just don't, I don't know. I think he deserved it. And I think that's my only argument. And and I agree with that argument too. I think, you know, when you play as well as he did, when you kind of win your team, the game, like he has Mm -hmm. almost every time he started, you deserve another shot. And the only counter argument is what I think I forget which one you just said it, but it's a tougher matchup Thursday. New Jersey's a better offense. Yeah. Nashville has just, they've really struggled the score since they came back to North America. And I think maybe they're sitting here going, ah, okay, this chance to get Campbell going. It's all good. Stu's going to start Thursday no matter what. And then we'll see what happens. And wasn't Saturday. the Calgary game a bit of a awkward one as well? Because everyone's like, oh, no, you should go back to, go back to, uh, um, Stu, or not Campbell? Stu right now, go back to soup right now. And well, then they came over, or go back to soup because you're not your number one. At least that's the stuff I was hearing on the radio. But I just, right? I just don't yeah. like the argument that like you got to go back to Campbell because you paid him five million bucks. No, like, it's not. Yeah, that's I, not I just, a I just great don't like argument. That. I don't like that one either because he's not like we're paying him twelve million to be the goalie on this. Five million is not that not insane. You're five right. million but is like your average sh- starting a start a, a average a goaltender gets paid in the NHL is five million. But like. You've got to also account for the human element of it where new team, new system, new thing. Sure. You need to get him going because he's here for five years. Yeah, I, I agree. Skinner's going to be here for five years, hopefully, too, though. Uh, that's the thing. Skinner's, like, Skinner's quickly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a. I just don't. I think he earned that spot. But also it's just, it's just so early in the season. They're still trying to get him going. Um, by the time we get to, you know, maybe December. Then I think you'll start seeing that stuff. But it's with the way the team is playing right now, with the way the record looks right now, it's given us the opportunity to let both goaltenders get their feet underneath them. And if that means that you know you got to play soup when you think that Skinner can go, it's it is what it is also for right like, now. But like I said, yeah. come December, that may start changing. If you start dropping in the in the standings, that may start changing. But for right now, I think it's just a it's an opportunity we have to uh, to allow both goalers to do their thing. Jack Campbell won three of his last four. And the game that he lost was against St. Louis when the team in front of him didn't score. So and he's he still getting up, results. And he only let up uh, a two, well, one. He one, one, the other one was an empty what, what were his, what was uh, his start last one was Chicago, right? Yep. When he allowed, what was that, 6-5? Yep. And what was it before that? Uh, before that was Pittsburgh, so where he finished with a 9-14. Before that, St. Louis with a 9-52. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's a tough debate because... I don't think either of them are, are losing the spot when they go and play. Mm-hmm. But again, I just think you should be rewarded. And, and that's just, that's the old, that's the old traditional way of thinking about it. Yeah. That's probably where you're coming from. Okay. Looking ahead. A uh, quick score prediction against Nashville. Tyler. 
I'll say the Oilers win this one by a score of five to two. God damn it. I'll say six two. Nick? Five one. Four two for me. I just want to run through a couple of bets for you guys that I put down tonight for our friends at Betway. Risky business yeah. is up. I just want a couple of just your thoughts. Yep. We all like to dabble a little bit. Betway's got all kinds of options here. So here's one for that I've been hitting a lot lately, and I just the odds are dropping and it makes me sad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins over two and a half at plus one ten, Tyler. Yeah, I love that. I mean we're today right now. Yep. We are we are jumping on that when it was plus one twenty five for a couple of games there, but he's hit it now in three in a row. He's hit it in four of the nine games so far this season. But the interesting note as well in that is since they moved him to the wing full time against St. Louis, Chicago, and Calgary, those are the three games he's hit it in a row. And in four of his missed games this year, he's only missed it by one shot. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What do you feel about this one, Liam? Leon Dreisaitl to score two plus goals at plus 600. Well, they clearly don't know who the mayor of Smashville is. They do not. Uh, yeah. so, so thanks, Betway, for the free money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hit it. Hit it all day. What's three? What's a hat trick? Oh, you know what? I actually didn't look at that. I'll pull up that way here and have a look. Whatever <sighs> it is, hit that too. I Tyler, mean, how can you not? Like he's yeah. just literally, what is it? I think the two, the two goals, goals for plus 600. Oh, that's worth... So, I put a full unit on that. I'm not even going half a unit on that one. So on this one, just because I make it simple, I put for these articles, I just put five bucks. That's my unit for yeah. these. So that turns into 35 bucks if he gets two plus. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah, I'll do that one. I'm with you. I'm doing That's the risky 50 and business. 350 for the record. What else? Uh, me. <laughs> you guys got any bets? I just did Oilers regulation, which is like minus 112. Which I just think minus one twelve. Yeah, I th- just in reg. Keep, that's decent. Keep it within your fives, you know. Yeah, but we have the, like our gold. The gold. Oh no, I guess it's not. Uh, I think when you see Saros is in the other net, like you can steal a game, which yeah. is probably mm-hmm. why. I guess it's I was it four nothing in last last time we played them. I'm I'm tempted to go so. with Bouchard's shot prop tonight. Plus one twenty, I think. Um, I'm just two looking here. Here is last games over two and a half. Two shots. Two shots. Two shots. Six three. Those are his last five games. I think he's starting to realize he's got to get the puck on net, and yeah. he's getting. And if I, I've noticed there in the last couple of games is that that power second power play line is coming out there at like the one minute mark. They're getting yeah. a lot more opportunities as opposed to the thirty seconds when the puck's been dumped to their end. By the time you get there and come back, you know you're down to twelve, and you're going back to a five on five line. Uh, last one I want to hit you guys with is total shots on goal sixty two and a half. Yes, that is at minus one ten. 62 and a half. Yeah, the Oilers have been shooting the puck. Total well. shots on no? Goal? Mm-hmm. I kind of just like, I think Betway has the Oilers, Oilers over 35 shots on net. I'd be at looking at the Edmonton one as opposed to the, the duel. What yeah. about power play goal and empty net? You Fuck do you. like that? That's your that's your uh, pre-built one Because <laughs> you hit that a little while ago, didn't you? Yeah, I, I've hit it twice on uh, Oilers Nation. Here you go. Power play goal and an empty net it's in the match. Plus 250, right? Plus 250. <laughs> <laughs> it hits. It, I, I don't. He obviously didn't hit last game, and then the one before that, I didn't. So he's missed in the last two. But before that, it was like five of seven. Like, it was hitting so often. <laughs> Even that St. Louis game where it was two nothing, power play goal, empty net goal. Perfect. Sure. Shout out to our oh, friends. Oh, it's Ed- not just an Edmonton one. Oh, no, it's anyone. Oh, really? Anyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just Edmonton. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Betway, of course. Uh, another couple of things as we work our way through some news. Philip Roberg played his first game with the Condors at just under 30 minutes. And we, Liam, you want to talk about Broberg coming back, playing that much, and how it relates to Dylan Holloway. Yeah. So 
we I think everyone was a little disappointed to see Broberg not make the team this year, especially when mm-hmm. Ken Holland spoke about it. Like he made it seem like Broberg basically had to lose his spot to not be on this team. To be fair, he though, did he get was injured. injured. Yeah. So it's not like he's played. That was his first game was the other day, right? Yeah. So the rest of them could have been because of injury. Yeah. And um, I don't think he, I don't know. I guess the way to word it, it would be he didn't necessarily lose his job because of his performance, but I don't think it helped him in a way too. Mm. Like it, yeah. And we just don't know what how, how significant the injury was. Yeah. So comes back, plays 30 minutes, didn't get any points. So I think finished actually minus one on the night. But when you're playing like half the game, that's probably expected. So my point is, is like, when is Dylan Holloway going to go down? Like, I think at the moment, he's what is he gaining by playing seven minutes a night? It feels like he's lost a lot of, like a lot of his mojo at the moment. And I think obviously like he had everything, like since the season started, like the rookie camp, all we heard about was how good Holloway was and how ready he was. Award. Yeah, like he was unreal in preseason. And then reg- regular season hits, he makes that pass to the Vancouver guy, then they score, and then he gets absolutely rocked. It just feels like his rhythm has really been f- thrown off. He just hasn't off. Been, had an opportunity to find his step. Yeah, but exactly. But a part of that reason is because all three guys in that third line are playing so well, yep. you're not bumping them back to put them in that spot, give them that opportunity. Exactly. But no. I am on board with you about saying, hey, maybe send them down for a couple of games or something like that and just get them some ice time, get them some confidence back. And that's the thing. I think right now the Oilers have a bigger issue in Kyle Yamamoto, where Yamamoto needs to find his footing. And I would rather... He this, though. I, yeah, 100%. He's very streaky. But I would rather the Oilers stuck with having Yamamoto as that streaky player where it's like, okay, this guy's going to play in our top six and we're just going to keep giving him the minutes to keep rolling and he'll eventually get it. And then just put Brad Malone on the fourth line and then or whoever and then just let Holloway just sit in Bakersfield, play that 20 plus minutes a night or whatever they want to do and play everything. Let him get his mojo back. Like let him actually get the flow back in his game and then maybe in, um, I don't know, after whenever, if whenever it dips, is, like maybe, yeah. maybe he plays all year down there. Exactly. But you know what wouldn't be that bad is that he goes down there and starts playing well and finding chemistry with someone else yep. who's just having his first yep. couple of games down there and scored two shorties and a power play as, you know, our, our next best thing, right-handed shot because Borgo is playing really well down there right now. Yeah, he is. And then you even have guys like James Hamlin too. Like, I feel like that spot on the fourth line just doesn't need to be dedicated to to him. him like why why not oh. just rotate guys through like and i get the whole cap thing like isn't helping anybody at the moment in this organization but like Jan Mark, like let's see what we've got like we signed him for a reason he may as well play a couple of games let's see i'm sure he will like malone um benson when he eventually comes back from injury it just feels like there's a lot of guys who can just do exactly what Holloway's doing. Because Holloway's going to be better than Holloway. Time, right? He's not getting any no. hard play and he's not getting any no. PK, and right? So no, if he's to just be honest, sitting, he doesn't deserve it. And it's, and it's not... Well, if you were trying to teach him PK yeah. time, then he maybe put him out. Sure. There, but they're not, obviously but like, not doing that. I think you do that in Bakersfield. Because we, we were watching the game on Saturday in Calgary. You can tell the kid's got all kinds of wheels. Yep. He's got all kinds of skill. But like, I just, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with Liam in the fact that sometimes it's good to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond and go down and play the minutes that he's not getting here. It's because real nice to get those points, those stats. It's real nice to get those, get him feeling good about his game again. Maybe get a little tan on him too out there. Oh, nice bronze, little vitamin mm-hmm. D. Come on. Mm-hmm. There was a thing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I wrote about it last year when I wrote about Borgo. There was only one first round pick. In, ten, in Ken Holland's tenure in Detroit, 
who played like a full 82 games within his first two seasons. The Dylan Larkin? And it was Dylan Larkin. He was the only player and however long he was there. And like there was a bunch of years, obviously they didn't have a first <laughs> round pick, but either way, like the Ken Holland knows how to work these guys in. And like, we saw it with Yamamoto too. Like when he, he was up and down these first couple of seasons as well. And then he got in that groove. What do you have? Like 27 points in 25 or something like that. It's and been up and down like a toilet seat really. Yeah, that's what he should be up and down with the toilet seat. <laughs> and yeah, I just, Holloway, there's, there's no shame in going to Bakersfield. There's nothing bad about going there. It's about what's best for this team in the future. And for him in the future. And yeah. for him. But from a team perspective, like Holloway is going to help the Oilers down the line, potentially win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't, right now he's not helping, it's not helping anyone. Him playing literally seven minutes and just sitting there like this experience obviously gained from being at practice with these guys yeah. and mm-hmm. getting messages so I was thing about stuff. Bouchard when they didn't send him down yeah but it's just ago. like what are we waiting for here like, we can be patient with these guys now and it's I don't know it just doesn't feel necessary you can go down to Bakersfield and be the guy if this was March, April, round one of the playoffs, and you were like, hey, Holloway on our fourth line is like a fraction or like 5% mm-hmm. better than Malone or Hamblin or whoever else you then put you there, do it. then you do it. Yep. But right now, like it's just, it's not going to cost you games or anything like that. Um, I, I think you can have a Hamblin or a Malone there and be like, hey, you know what? Dylan Holloway, if he goes down, he's going to come back better. Like sending him Absolutely. down now might actually make you better later in yep. the year because 100%. he may be a more polished professional. Yep, 100%. He's going to play all situations down in Bakersfield. They can have him on the power play. They can have him at even strength, PK, whatever they want. That's not going to happen. A couple of those too. guys who are going to be parts of this team coming up in the next couple of years yeah. get to be down there and get to play together. And mm-hmm. you kind of get that that same connection you see out of Bush and you see out of Yam, you see out of Clowder. Yep, 100%. 100%. Well, when Tampa was coming through, like all those guys played in Syracuse together. All those guys. Kucherov, Vasilevsky, like... All of them. I mean, I mean and that's Wasn't what we John did. Cooper like, their coach too? Yeah, yeah. and they won. So ex- like, we're in the exact, exact same, same spot. spot. It's exactly the same. And it's just, I just, I do, I, I obviously, I'm sure this is being debated in the better offices. And I think he goes down this weekend. I think after New Jersey, I think we'll see him go down and play in Bakersfield. Right after, after the, the Devils on Saturday, uh, maybe after the when we fly out east, he flies out west. I think I think that's what it'll be. <sighs> yeah, I, and my I thing too. This is what I said on Oilers Nation every day was the dominoes I could maybe see falling if Yamamoto has another bad game and doesn't get on the score sheet, doesn't start really buzzing. Maybe you give Holloway one more look in the top six, and Yamo plays on the fourth line for the rest of the homestand. I, yeah, and yeah. I think another thing too is with Holloway is that you don't want to make him feel like this is his last stand every single game. No, you but I, I think mean? they're probably handling that pretty well. And yeah, I, but I do think yeah. I, I think they probably keep him for the East and keep him next week because the week after we are in LA, and mm. if, if by then you just kind of like see drop him off. What's and say, the so like, timeline on Benson? Maybe that's what's dictating this whole thing is when's Benson? He just started back. skating again recently, didn't he? Did he? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's when Benson's healthy. Maybe that's when Holloway, but he, goes you down. can't have Holloway be a placeholder for a guy. No. Like at that point, I think it, I think Maybe, that yeah. if it is Benson, I think it almost lends more to what you talked about of like bring Malone up, bring Malone up. Yeah. That's exactly what that guy is on the roster. He's yeah. a dude yeah. he can come up, he can contribute. He's not going to be upset if he's not playing. You know what you're going to get if he does play. Mm-hmm. Just like you know what you're going to get from our friends at Twig and Berries when you go to twigandberries.ca. A whole lot of fashion whole lot of feeling better about yourself use promo code nation 15 you get a little discount on your order if you're out in st albert check them out in store you might see tyler there trying on some new nutsack undies he'll do a little fashion show for you <laughs> mm-hmm. it'd be real nice twigandberries.ca 
Uh, what else I want to talk about? I want to talk about, well, real quick, McDavid first star of the month, nine goals already. <laughs> the guy's like, he's he, shooting, he's shooting and his shot is electric and goalies are having a hard time with it. And if he's not shooting, he's going to dangle you into the ground. Dude, the more he shoots, the more it's going to open up his pass. Thousand percent. Guys are going to think they got to square up to block the shot. They're going like to have defensemen going like- down. Goaltenders going to be overcommitting, and they're going to, he's going to dump it off to his right. <laughs> and Leon's going to be able to score right handed with his eyes closed. How do you think Mockstrom fell after that goal? Let care. me tell you something. I saw it and I was like, that is so funny because the whole, everyone's like, he's playing so good. And then all of a sudden, he just lets that in. He's like, that must have just been extremely demoralizing. One of my favorite parts from Saturday night watching the game at the Saddle Dome is when that goal went in because the audible groan in the building was outstanding. It was just kind of like, oh, because it was bad. Like, I was just where we were sitting, I was just like, that one looks like a rough one. But like <laughs> until I actually saw the replay the next day, I was like, oh boy. Oh uh, boy. It really, really made me laugh. Boy. I just saw oh, boy. oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, that, that is between the ears of Markstrom. I just, just started bursting into laughter when he scored <laughs> goals. Like, How's he oh, looking man. this year amongst the rest of the league? Because obviously he's got his little Edmonton thing, but he, he's had moments. I Like, like moments of good bad. or moments of bad? I think both, but maybe a bit more bad. I think so was like last year a bit of a an anomaly? Was last oh, he year, had was like he nine playing? shutouts in the first half of the season. Yeah. He's got a 260-903 if you exclude, or including the game against Edmonton. He had a bad game against Buffalo, everything, where every game else he's been solid. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just amazing how the others are just rent-freeing that dude's head. <laughs> Like sometimes yeah. that happens where you just kind of own a team. Like we talked about Leon Dreisel with the Nashville Predators. Markstrom can just not put it together against the Oilers. And it is fantastic. Okay, make the call right now. Who, If everyone's healthy, they're goaltenders. Who plays goal on the 27th of December? When I don't think them? you have to go back to Markstrom because these to two try? teams, they're on a collision course for the playoffs. And like, can you imagine if you go Vladar on the 27th and then it's game one of the of a BOA playoff series and the story, every, Markstrom's going to be asked about it. Like That's it'll be all they're going to, that's all that's going to be put in papers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just he can't play against the Oilers. That oh. also scares the shit out of me because of the revenge angle of like him <laughs> finally figuring out in the playoffs. That would be like something. Yeah. How do you get revenge against 29 and 97 though? Yeah, yeah. And we have yet to see it. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> There's a lot more history that shows he sucks the hind banana <laughs> as a former mm-hmm. coach once said. Don't bring bananas into this. Yeah. Come Sorry, on. Liam. I know that was a low blow. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to a date that Tyler and I will be having on December 10th when we will be going to experience a world-class mashup of snowboarding and style right here in Edmonton at Commonwealth Stadium. The Big Air Contest presented by Toyota and Explorer Edmonton. I'm excited about this, Tyler. It's going to be fun. Yes. Although it may dump a lot of snow over the next 48 hours. In my Uh brain, I was thinking it was still going to be 10 degrees when we go to Commonwealth on December 10th. Mm -hmm. You know? Good thing yeah. the Alfa Romeo has remote start. Remote start, heated seats, heated uh, steering wheel. Are you laughing? You'll be driving and I'll be holding the steering wheel. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster. Again, December 10th at Commonwealth Stadium. Brought to you by Toyota and Explorer Edmonton. It's going to be cool. I think it's going to be awesome. Go check out the sheet seating chart. They're starting in the stands, it looks like. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Remember the crash ice thing that came to Edmonton? Yeah, we covered it. Oh, that was awesome. We covered it a couple of different times. That was really cool. 
Didn't someone like almost promise us that we were going to get to go down the track though? No, what happened was we were able to go down the track and Chris, the former intern, he had a little poo belly day oh, of and right. he could not he make it down go. the track. He didn't even go to the thing, did he? He did not even go to the thing. But we had scheduled Chris, the intern, to go down that track. God, that would be unreal. That'd be, that'd be very interesting. You think it was legit? You think a little, was that, was that nerves? I bet he had poo belly, but I think it was the nerves that caused it because I remember covering that one and I was standing at the top of the ramp looking down and I'm like, fuck man, I'm a good skater and this is intimidating as hell. Would you not want to go down with your stick? So there's a little bit extra, a little bit extra, a little frame. A little skate frame. Yeah. That's what yeah I maybe a chair. a chair. Yeah. 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 I'll just walk down next to the side of it. Or like sometimes downtown you see those ladies cruising with the walking <laughs> sticks. Oh yeah. A little extra balance, mm. a little extra speed. A lot of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to talk about something that came up at dailyfaceoff.com yesterday. Power rankings. <laughs> Tyler, what's you making get face? To that in word association. Oh, okay. We can do word association. Then. Yay. How's that? For our friends at Canada snowboard, Tyler's got some word association going. Yep. Tuesday episode. Still working out the kinks. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Get there. It's a long year. What do you got for us today? Tuesdays. All right. Word association. I got six questions for you guys. Mm. One word answers. You know how it works. Oh. We are going to go Rick, Liam, bag milk, then me. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, Rick, you need to be. I, last time I was last. I, I was know. loving it. Yeah, Sorry. You got time to think. How do I say meh? How many times you meh for a All right. Word association time. The first one. One word answers. McDavid's goal versus Jacob Markstrom. Laughable. LMFAO. Ugly. Meh. (laughs) (laughs) The Saddle Dome. Terrible. LMFAO. I'll say crumbly. <laughs> <laughs> the Oilers penalty kill. <laughs> Improving. Uh, I don't want to use the same one again. <laughs> um, uh, work. Scary. Understandable. Why do you say that before you move on? I just think they got a lot of new guys in the mix there and there's just a learning curve, but I'm not worried about it. Like they're improving. They're going to get better. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl versus the Nashville Predators. He's a hot guy. (laughs) Owner. Um, Maya. Maya. Dominant. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) The Oilers being 14th in daily faceoffs latest (laughs) power rankings. Embarrassing. LMFAO. Uh, ridiculous. Fireable. Should I pull the trigger? Call him on the show. you guys. Uh, there's actually six. <laughs> Best Halloween candy. Rockets. <laughs> really? He said candy, not chocolate, so I went candy. Mm. Swedish fish. Oh, that's a really good one. Uh, sour dinosaurs. Sour Skittles. I think we all gave two words there except for Rick, but that is okay. That is going to do it for Word Association, the segment that will just keep getting better every week. I mean, it can't get worse. Nope. It can't get worse. Mm -hmm. I respect it. Uh, Also, if you want to offer up some suggestions for Word Association, slide into Tyler's DMs. Why not? This is a Tuesday thing. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. Uh, And that wraps up kind of where we had our list of topics for today. Any final thoughts heading into tonight's game against the Nashville or just 
what looks like a very hectic uh, schedule coming up. Let me just run through it for you quick yep. because we've got some big games coming up tonight. Nashville. I feel good about that one. trip last year. That's a good question. Nashville. I feel good about it. Thursday, New Jersey, New Jersey. Sneaky. Good. Mm, number one on the power rankings. Really? On. Yes. You okay, guys, you guys got to check his power rankings out. It's crazy. <laughs> Saturday. This Halloween joke or something. <laughs> it is spooky April, season. April fools came early. Uh, Saturday, we got Dallas, another 2 PM start on a Saturday at home. What is that? Don't get it. I don't get it either. Is it hockey day in Canada or something? No, we've, I think we've, we've done this Dallas at two o'clock on a Saturday more than once. I've got actually gone to a game against Dallas on a Saturday. What is that though? It's, what time zone are they? Uh, central. They're, central. they're central. So they're an hour ahead, I believe. So that would be an hour. Ahead. So it's not even like it's a good time for them. It's an American yeah. thing though, right? They so love they, their they daytime like, sports. They don't like to have a lot of things on television on Saturdays because they want to just let the people go out and do their stuff. The Sundays they own college football on Saturdays, right? You kind of mm-hmm. play. Even the NBA doesn't have a lot of Saturday night games. Um, you asked how the Oilers did on that yes, road trip. Um, last year, they played Washington as a standalone, beat them 5-3. And then in the at the end of February, they rolled through Tampa, Florida, Carolina and went 2-1. Yeah. Do you remember when they went to Nashville and there was that tornado? I do remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. They flew out just in time. Next week, though, is a murderer's row, as kind of got mentioned earlier. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday is Washington, Tampa, back-to-back. Thursday, Carolina, Another two o'clock start next Saturday in Florida. We always play Florida early-ish, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Still a weird time, though. Hmm. It's four o'clock for them. It's even weirder. Yeah. So It is a weird one. Sorry, what was it? Washington, Tampa, Carolina, Florida. Florida. And then they've got three days off, come home against LA and Vegas. Hmm. Interesting. Eight eight possible points. What are you thinking? Well, let's start with this homestand. We've got three games. We've got Nashville, New Jersey, Dallas. Liam, what do you got? Six possible points. Honestly, I'm just going to... I'll go with six. I think that all three of those games are very winnable for the Oilers. I think the week after is when the shit could hit the fan. Tyler? Oh, I want to say six so bad. I'll say four. I don't think they can win seven in a row. That seems like a lot to ask, so I'll say four. I'm going to say five. I, I just This week just looks... Some, there's an OTL in here somewhere. Rick? Yeah, I'll stick with five. They're just so good in OT. I always have a tough time being like, ah, they might lose one in OT. But other teams play them. They try and win that puck, and then they sit there, and they cycle on their own end, and then Connor goes, okay, I'm going off. Leon goes off, and they're like, okay, now we can attack. However, we have a lot more outside of that that three now. Yep, that's fair. There you go. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. For our friends at Oodle Noodle, DoorDash, Mm -hmm. Betway. Mm Mm-hmm. FIS Snowboard Bigger World Cup presented by Toyota. Cornerstone Insurance and Twig and Berries. Woo! Man, you really rattled that off. Good for you. Yep. Didn't that's, read it or nothing. That's no. Oilers Nation Radio for a Tuesday episode. We will chat to you on Friday. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.